I need you to listen to this for me. Like we're friends, and and I feel like this could really help you if you listen to this podcast episode. She read some Harry Potter fan fiction, and that's not that's not clean stuff. I know what goes on on those websites. Like they'll give somebody like a three piece suit and a pocket watch or something, and you're like, what do you mean? This is his new look. How could that be his new look? You know, someone turns a corner to their cat, and the cat says, "Well, ha!" Like a southern gentleman, and I love that. Hello, and welcome to People You May Know. Today, my guest is Zach. I had a really good time recording this episode with him. I think partially it was fun because we don't really know each other very well. We've definitely never like used our voices to speak to each other. It's always like a text exchange over Instagram. So I don't know. It's just, it's always kind of fun seeing how someone is like for real compared to like internet. I find that it tends to be about the same, but It's just kind of a fun experience seeing what comes up with someone new. One of the things we talked about was horror movies. We're both very into horror movies. There definitely was a time where I couldn't handle them like psychologically. (laughs) Like I was like, this is too disturbing. It's like haunting me. And still that'll happen occasionally where a horror movie will really stick with me and I'll be afraid going to bed thinking that like Ted Bundy is in my bedroom and I'm like maybe I shouldn't watch these kinds of things but everything else is boring so it's like what are you gonna do so I like kind of crazy horror movies these are my criteria for horror movies this is what I like cabin woods teens a knife a guy, preferably like not a monster, but if it's a monster, definitely needs to be humanoid, blood and guts, lots of murder. So one of my other favorite horror movies is Sleepaway Camp, specifically the second one. The first one is okay. I've maybe seen it a couple of times, but the second one I've seen so many times and it is amazing. I used to watch it over and over again, truly, because the sex scenes are top-notch and because one of the characters has what I called my dream boobs. I was like, that's what I want. That's what boobs should look like. Please, when I grow up, can I have those? So it was one of those like kid titillated by the tits. (laughs) Very engrossed in the sexuality of that movie, but also just in general, like the horror elements are awesome. The people's like reaction to being murdered is awesome. The way people are murdered, fucking cool and varied. There's a variety. Please give me a variety in my murder. It can't all be stabbing. Sometimes you need to roast them on a barbecue pit, you know, change it up a little bit. So definitely recommend that one. What I would not recommend is paranormal activity. I would not recommend those people. There are people in the world who sincerely think that movies like paranormal activity and other like found footage movies are the scariest movies possible. They're like, oh my God, did you see paranormal activity? 
the blanket moved once and I was like, holy fucking shit. Like what's happening in this house? Like that's all it takes for them to be reeled in. It's like a light flicker, a shadow, a noise from the other room. What was that? That's it. And nothing more happens. If you're, if you're giving me a noise from another room, I need you to go investigate and you find a pool of blood. You find your dog's dead body. You find a man hiding in the closet. I need more to happen. The lights and the sound and the blanket moving. Not enough. If you like those movies, you're dead to me, okay? This is just this is just how it goes, okay? If we are friends currently on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter, any social media, and your favorite movies are paranormal activity, please unfollow me. Like honestly, I don't respect your choices. I don't want to be associated with someone who makes those choices and who thinks in the sick way that you do unfollow me now. We're no longer friends. <laughs> so please go out and watch Sleepaway Camp, preferably two if you want to see my dream boobs, and do not watch Paranormal Activity. And welcome to the show. So Zach, I want to first talk about how we know each other. Sure. And I don't know. No, me neither. It okay. has something to do, uh, first of all, a big fan of the show. Listen through all the episodes. Oh, great. And so uh, there'll be a few things that I actually wanted to talk to you about that I listened to on a few previous episodes. But I know that you usually start off like this, and I've been giving it a good think, and I still have no idea. It related somewhat to Hollywood Handbook back in the oh, day. Oh, okay. But it wasn't the forums, and so I'm not sure. But I've stuck to you more for your Insta content than for any of the old stuff, so. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, for your content creator side. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I don't even hardly post anything on no, Instagram. No, neither do anymore. I, neither do I, so. Yeah. But I think okay. that's mostly, it was just Instagram and then randomly just like cat photos and stuff. And were we first friends on Twitter, though? No, no. It was first Instagram. I'm pretty sure. Back in the day, I was going through some medical stuff. This isn't really like have to do with anything, but I was like, sort of bedridden and I was just binging podcasts and I was getting obsessed with them and like anybody involved with them I started following and just being like what are they about and just branching out as much as I could and I think you were one of the only ones that stuck around I think mostly because of cat posts because eventually a few years later <laughs> I started purging a lot of people I didn't know okay <laughs> you survived my Thanos snap if you will okay so my cats helped out yeah absolutely. wow maybe you found me from Hollywood Handbook because I was on an episode. It's entirely possible because I was doing essentially that. I and I still okay. do that. Or if I like someone in a podcast, I'll just like go try to find all the other podcasts they've been in and chase down rabbit holes like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like to do that too. Who have you done that with? I mean, nobody that ended up asking me to be on a podcast. I feel like it's pretty rare because I would just follow people. And then eventually I was just like, what am I doing? And then like, I, I need to find, like, I was getting better from all my health stuff. And I was like, I just need to have a normal sort of social media scene. And then going through people, I think just, there might be a couple more for all I know, but I really don't, I don't do much on social media anymore. So I don't know. 
It is interesting. I feel like most comedy people are generally pretty good on Twitter, except for like the people who are either overly political or the people who only like promote show dates, which like, thank God right now they can't. Right. And that's exactly, I think you're hitting on the money of why I was sort of purging many of the people. Cause a, a lot of them were also just writers of uh, like cartoons that I was into at the same time, or just people who happened to be writing on whatever show I was into at the time too. Oh, okay. So you're just like slowly discovering their personalities are like not quite for you. Sure. Yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it. I feel like most people though are like insufferable on Instagram. Like I can't follow many comedy people or anybody from a TV show. I rarely do that anyway, but like occasionally someone from a comedy or something I'll try to follow and they all just post the same shit, like vacation photos and I don't know, things that feel very like exclusive in a way that I don't enjoy. I completely agree. Completely agree. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, good. So that's motion one itself. <laughs> okay. All right, topic two. Ah. Um, so this is going to be your icebreaker. Great. It's about scary movies. Great. I'm actually really excited you're bringing this up. I have notes written down too that I wanted to address with you. Wow. So. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. I almost asked you to do that, but I was like, whatever. Well, right? I felt it in the ether. I knew it was coming. So. Okay. <laughs> you got that vibe set. Which is better, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Halloween? Which Halloween? Just the first one? And which Chainsaw? Just the series. Mm. I would say, I think I got the biggest scares out of uh, Chainsaw, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, specifically the Jessica Biel era one, because I think that's the one that came out when I was of age to go see movies like that in the theaters. I don't think Halloween really ever had that same vibe with me in the way that Texas Chainsaw Massacre did. Yeah, and you know, that is interesting to think about the movies that were out from the series at the time that you were like probably most into horror movies or could first go see them. Because the first Halloween I remember seeing was Halloween H2O. I remember, the, I remember the trailers for that and seeing posters for it in like my local video stores and just never bothered. It's horrible, <laughs> it's bad. horrible. Was there any water involved? I I don't even know that the H2O was relevant. They so that just, wasn't like a one of the protagonists or antagonists in the film wasn't just a body of water? You know, I don't think so, but I don't want you to like quote me on that. Well, no that. spoilies, because I mean, maybe. <laughs> right, you're probably going to see it now. Right. It might have been a thing where like it came out in the year 2000, so they were like 2-0. H2O. Oh, I'm sure. Like, it has to be that Maybe. <laughs> if you're going to brand your content with water, bring it. Right, right. Well, and I remember, like, at the only thing I remember about the movie at all is that at the end, she cuts off his head. And, and, she says, and then this I... blood is 90% water. And she looks right in the camera and says, <laughs> Yeah, we're like, oh, there it is. Finally. But it's just one of those things where then they make another one and you go like, look, I know these are all kind of bullshit, but you can't fucking cut off his head and then make another one. Well, did like, that severed head like wink at the camera like Freddy's head did <laughs> and Freddy vs. Jason? I, I'm sure. I I don't know if I saw Freddy vs. Jason. That's another one of those I saw in the theater. I was like, that was interesting, but 
definitely didn't go for the horror. You're there for like the ridiculous of it, ridiculousness. Yeah, and I don't like that. So, okay, first I do have to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but then I'll Please. get to the ridiculous. Sorry, I know I'm all over the place. Yeah, you're ruining this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There, I mean, there's nothing better. And I totally agree. Like my favorite is the one with Jessica Biel. It's mm -hmm. so fucking good. The acting is so good. Like everything in it is perfect. It's emotional too. Like, okay. Do you remember the part where she finds her boyfriend on the meat hook oh, yeah. above the piano? And she's like sobbing because she can't get him down. And she's just like hurting him by even trying. It's devastating it was so like crushing to me and for a horror movie to actually have a scene that like makes you want to cry it's just like brilliant it's true they really do I, I i think what really sold it for me back when i was especially naive uh was <laughs> like in i think it's the end of the film they sort of have that found footage thing that they were trying to do it's in black and white or they yes. have it at the beginning and the end and i wasn't like is this real like because i was not aware that movies could lie to you like that you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> but that's what really yeah. sold it for me because I was like, oh my God, these cops are dead. And this thing is out there. So, But it's only that's in Texas. I just have to avoid Texas and I'm fine. Wait, how old are you? I'm uh, 32. Okay, I'm 33. I'm going to be 34 next month. So that's why I was going to say, are you dumber than me or are you younger than me? So it's you're just, younger. Are you younger than a 33 year old? <laughs> okay, you could be both, I guess. Yeah, because I, I don't think I thought that was real. Like, maybe when they first, like, showed that footage, I was like, will it be real? But then when something happens, you're like, well, no, I mean. I wish I had that. I wish I had that uh, clarity of mind. But when your disbelief is fully suspended and you're an innocent, naive, right. I don't know, 18-year-old or whatever <laughs> when it came out. And just 18. I, I, I honestly don't remember. There was a span of time between 15 and like 20 where I would go to the movie theater, especially in like summer with my friends, just constantly. And it was one of those where it's just wow. Like and, and we would go. And you just like never lived before. So you like didn't kind know of, what I was swear real. It's very okay. So this is a good background on me since we're getting to know each other a little bit. <laughs> I, I think I mentioned this a little bit in what I wrote to you, but like I was raised with astrology as the religion in my house. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have much of a, like a, well, I didn't learn a lot of common sense things until I was a little older and finally on my own. And so things like that in movies were very much traumatizing because no one was there to like guide me. I didn't really know reality at, when I was in, growing up. There weren't any other kids on my street. So this is my soft story. Wow. I know. Uh, okay. But, I'm definitely going to ask you more about that. Okay, but my point was, yeah, it's just because of all of those contributing factors of my childhood, it lets me, it that's made me believe you're... Texas Chainsaw Massacre was real. Yeah, that's why you're a dumb idiot. I know. <laughs> that's what I put on my LinkedIn. No one's, no one's saying <laughs> I'm sure someone will reach out. Okay, which is better, Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th? It's Nightmare on Elm Street. Don't even have to think. It's so easy for me because of it's another one of those really, really traumatized me when I was younger. And just the fact that something could get you in your dreams is just yeah. like, that was the scariest thing to me. It was so creative. And that I think actually launched me into my love of horror films. Was, really? Was the practical effects and 
just the fact that, yeah, there was nothing like that I had seen before where it, you were never safe. You, your most vulnerable state when you're sleeping and that's when it gets you. It's just like traumatizing. I loved it. So yeah, that's my answer. All of them, basically all of them too. Okay. So we, I mean, we're going to have problems here because I'm, no, I'm a Friday the 13th person. First of all, I, I love camping. I love the woods. I love, I don't love those things in horror movies. I love those things. Right. <laughs> So those already have me. And this is where the ridiculousness thing comes in for me. Nightmare on Elm Street is cheesy. Like, like you said, the practical effects, like some of that stuff of like his arms are long now. It was <laughs> that blew my mind. That was crazy. To me. <laughs> but I should also clarify too, that I'm also like, I didn't appreciate Friday the 13th until I completely dove into Matt Gorley and Paul Rust's uh, breakdown of all the Friday the 13th and all the Halloween movies. And it really okay. got me to have like a better appreciation of all of it. So I will say it's a close second, but for me, just because of where I was in my youth, Nightmare on Elm Street takes the cake. Okay. I do want to listen to those. I haven't listened to those, but I mean, the Halloween one, I don't know. I don't know if I care enough about Halloween to listen to that. But um, I did like the most recent Halloween. Did you like that one? When did that come I think it was David Gordon Green. I don't even think I knew that happened. Oh, okay. But that one's well, worth watching? Yes. Okay. I, I really liked it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Since you're the cultural ambassador for this film now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and did you like the Rob Zombie ones? Oh, that's interesting. Because no, I don't think I did. <laughs> I tried to. I, I There's aspects of like Rob Zombie style that I can get behind. But mm -hmm. overall, I just don't think it was for me. But yeah. Did you like them? I liked the first one at the time I saw it. I thought it was incredibly disturbing. Oh, it yeah. definitely felt like they were really showing you like the making of a serial killer. Um, it was very, very dark. But the second one um, was a little worse. And then, you know, a lot of his movies in general are kind of bad. But I think like... <laughs> yeah. House of Thousand Corpses, I really loved. And the first Halloween, I really loved. But it seemed like all the other ones are shitty. There are certainly really cool aspects to House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, on top, like, I would say in his pantheon of films, I would say that's probably my favorite of Rob Zombie's. Despite just Rain Wilson being in it and Chris Hardwick being in it, it was just so strange just to see them in, like, this weird horror film. But it was great. All of it was just weird. And it was so unsettling that it made me, like, enjoy it. Yeah, it was like the closest we've had to like another version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Totally. So kind totally. of fun. Yeah. But then, of course, also weird elements like his wife and the things. I think she wore like assless chaps at one point or something in the movie. <laughs> sure. And it's like <laughs> just some odd things going on there. But at the time, I still I loved it because I don't know, I was 16 or something. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, which is better, The Ring or The Grudge? Oh, The Ring. I'm glad you asked this question. I mean, yeah? even if we're not getting along here, I feel, I mean, not getting along, I mean, uh, agreeing on these <laughs> things. 
Uh, wow. I just, I really appreciate being asked these questions since no one else in my immediate vicinity, my wife won't ask me these questions. As much as no. I beg her, please ask me which scary movies I like better. Give me two options. She says no. So, but The Ring for sure. Because it was another one of those things. I was in the seventh or eighth grade and it was, it started as a rumor. I wasn't allowed to go see scary films, but I made it happen later. But I remember there were so many kids who were so scared of it. And that like built up this extra thing in me. And then it was already me watching it when I wasn't supposed to. Uh, that also built up that like rush in me. And then when like, I think it was the very first scene or one of the first scenes where they opened the closet and the girl is sitting there and her face is all weird. Oof. That one kept me up at night. Yeah, I forgot about that moment. That was fucking rough. Also, the girl <laughs> who like reaches from under the bed and grabs the kid's leg. Like, even today, mm. if there is a bed that has any space underneath, I got to check it. Oh, yeah. I My bed's on the floor. I yeah, don't... it has to be. If not from that, I don't know if you ever watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? But there, oh, was, yeah. there was one episode that there was like, it was like pirate themed or something. It was a two-parter and I never saw the second part. But so who knows how it ended? I assume <laughs> horribly. But there was another thing. A kid's leg got grabbed from under the bed and dragged under. It was just like, no, thank you. Yeah, that's okay. Are You Afraid of the Dark is kind of a good one to get into if you have watched a lot of episodes. Have you watched a lot of episodes? I would say I've seen all of them, but not recently. But I remember, okay. I remember watching them a long time ago. Okay, so I'll just ask you, were there um, any favorites or any that were particularly scary aside from these pirates? Uh, there was one in a pool. I don't remember the names of them, but there was one in a pool that was like a condemned pool. And there was this, some like killer that comes out of it every once in a while. So that synopsis is not a good elevator pitch, by the way, but it's basically what happens. In it. I mean, it sounds pretty creepy. Uh, then there was like this girl. I only remember being scared now that I'm thinking about it, of like specific scenes. I don't know what the stories were. <laughs> thinking back, there was like this ghost girl and there was like a ghost family. Then there was like aliens you know what? I'll get back to you on this one. I'm going to send you a very succinct list of all the ones I'm thinking of. Because right <laughs> I know that they're out there. But even the intro alone was scary. The, yes, absolutely. I, even now, like, I don't think I could watch it before bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I um, feel like maybe there is still a difference here in just our slight age difference that you were watching like newer episodes than I was because those don't sound familiar at all. And probably the <laughs> ones that I loved, you'd be like, what the fuck is that old timer? You know, it's hard to say because I didn't have Nickelodeon as a kid. So I only watched them when I was a little older and I was watching all the reruns. Oh, interesting. Okay. Just, I'm just going to tell you the ones that Please. I liked. Okay. I'm excited. Yes. There's one called like apartment something apartment 213 or something. And it was like a girl living with her mom. And then there was like an elderly neighbor and she would always like help the elderly neighbor and bring her groceries. And one day the elderly neighbor was like, don't forget to come visit me tomorrow. Okay. And she's like, yeah, of course I won't. But she ended up going out with some cool kids from school. So she didn't visit her. And when she did like go to her apartment, it was empty. And she was like, what the fuck? And then 
I think it was like a couple days later, the apartment door was open and she went in and, and it was like lightning in there. It was like so scary. And the lady's standing in there and she's like, you abandoned me. And that was the anniversary of the day that I died. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was terrifying. I love that story so, setup though. That's great for like, how long were they? Like 15 minutes, half an hour maybe? Or 22 yeah, commercials? Yeah. Uh, I think there probably were... Was it one or two stories per episode? I feel I like it remember. was more than one. Yeah, I feel like it was two. So like, that's why would a bunch of kids crazy. gather at a campfire, just one of them tell a story and then leave? Dumb. It's what are we doing? I wish I, I always wanted any... to have that though in real life. Friends to go yeah. like, do that with? Impossible. I'm too scared, but I oh, wonder yeah. if anyone actually did do that. Form their own midnight society or whatever. Yeah. Especially like in the woods. I'm not going in the woods for anything. Woods are only scary. No. It's very true. At night, forget about it. Oh, forget about it. Please forget. There are there aren't lights out there. There are not lights. And when they are lights, that's a bad sign. Oh my god, good point. Yeah. Don't try to scare me, okay? Stop. Boo. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> scared myself, so. Okay, I won't tell you my other favorite episodes. I'll just be, it'll just be that one. No, I like it. I'm going to jump back into those. Yeah. I made a note of it. Yeah, you should. Um, oh, and yes, the ring is obviously better. The grunge, the grudge is garbage. The only reason I even paired them is because I believe they came out at like the same year or something. So I just relate them to each other. But I thought the grudge totally sucked. I don't like that, like kids creeping around crawling on the ceiling i think it's so dumb oh yeah and i was i just remember now because there was like a little blue boy that meows or something and i couldn't get behind i think it just because it sounded like i'm sure they might have built off of the sound of a cat meowing because like yeah it's a creepy sound coming out of a kid and they maybe they might have tweaked it but instantly i was like that's a cat and you can't fool me yeah Sarah and then, then it just it's just cheesy like did you see um insidious oh yeah oh man that's one of my top favorites. Really? Because yeah, it really, uh, there's a couple just little spooky bits in that that I really, really enjoyed that it's kind of rare to find in film or just in any horror films these days to like, I don't know, felt like the perfect amount of jump scare for me. When I'm not usually like a jump scare fan, it didn't make it feel over the top, but who knows? But I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, well, you're not going to like what I'm about to say. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Um, those movies are okay, but when they reveal the bad guy and he's like a metalhead dressed up as Darth Maul for Halloween, <laughs> yeah. that's not scary. And then the guy like licking her face, like <laughs> that's not scary. This is so dumb. I felt like they ruined the movie for me a little bit by the that's reveal. That's totally of fair. Mostly because I have that same feeling if I ever watch things like that again, I rarely do a bunch of repeats if I've seen or watched something. Uh, but that very first time I watched it, I didn't like the second one. My friend and I actually have a running joke of like, well, maybe if we just give it one more watch, it'll be good this time. Because oh, we God. were so, we loved the first one so much. We were just so disappointed. Then the whole thing sort of fell apart with the things like you're saying. But yeah, those first little jump scares, they, they're good. Isn't it funny when you do watch something and you go, you hate it and you go, no, there's no way. <laughs> Uh, no, I'll like it. I just have to try it again. 100% what happened. 
disbelief. I, I do that with a lot of um, sitcoms because I'll pretty much watch any shitty sitcom or romantic comedy. I'll watch any of them, but some are so bad. I can't do it. Like how I met your mother. I have tried to watch so many times and I just hate it. I agree. Yeah. I really, really I want to be able to watch it, but I can't. Yeah. I always, I think I had that too. Uh, definitely for that, for that show. I had a lot of friends who were into it. It was on all the time if I went to friends' houses or something, but I just never, never sunk in with me. People always claim that it is actually good and it's shocking to me. It is, no, it's not. Every character is annoying. They're all like t acting terribly. I just don't get it all. Everyone's trying way too hard <laughs> to be funny. Like, ugh, I hate it. And what's crazy is that when I was on Tinder, this sticks with me because it like haunts me. I met this guy on Tinder, right? He was so fucking funny. I couldn't believe it. Where I was like, clearly this is the person I meant to be with. Because I just, if someone's funny, like I assume that we're meant to be like, because I think comedy tends to be like a deeper thing. It's like what you like on the surface level also says something about like who you are. And I don't know. It's like how I met all my friends was by our similar taste in comedy. So it just means a lot to me. Oh, you can't see me. I'm like nodding along. I wish I had a camera on because it's like, <laughs> you probably just think I'm sitting in silence. And I'm like emphatically like, yeah, I'm right there with you. No, I think you left to get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't care. I'll talk at nothing. I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> but he ended up, when he stopped, like, riffing with me, he was just like, I love how I met your mother. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was like, we cannot talk anymore. Wow. We cannot. He just was so boring when he wasn't joking with me. It was crazy. That's wild. <sighs> Yeah, it was devastating. Oh, yeah. devastating. That's, that's probably a better word. <laughs> okay. This is like totally going away from the way I've been writing all these other ones. So don't be mad. But which is better, ghost movies or exorcism movies? Hmm. You know, I want to say ghost movies because I've, I know it makes no sense, but I would like, even though I don't believe in either, I believe more in a ghost movie than I do in an exorcism movie. Mm. I don't know. I, it's, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking like probably cause I got spooked more by movies like Poltergeist mm. instead of movies like the exorcism, which had like really creepy spooky bits, but it wasn't the same vibe for me that like made okay. me want to dive into the lore of those films. I think so. Yeah. Ghost films for me. <clears throat> I'm trying to think if there is a single ghost movie that has scared me. <laughs> I feel like that's just not something that does anything for me at all. I want to also dive, dive deeper into this question because is a demon not just a ghost by a different name? Does it have a corporeal form when it's going in and out of somebody to take possession? Can ghosts not possess? That would be a more interesting story to me like someone possessed by a ghost instead of like a demon i also think that's very cheesy <laughs> just some guy <laughs> the possession movie suddenly like a weird rom-com or something 
Well, I guess that is like the movie Ghost or something. Oh, like, you're but right. That's happened. <laughs> it's not really scary. <laughs> I was spooked by ghosts. There's spooky parts in that movie when the shadows come really? and take that guy. Oh yeah. Oh, I've never seen it. When the guys like get off my train. Well, I don't know. Any of your listeners have seen Ghost? They know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Super spooky bits. Get off my train. I, okay, yeah. I can picture it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrifying. I think those <laughs> movies and exorcism movies are both bad, though. That's my, I just don't, it's just not for me. I think exorcism movies have a little bit more to go off of because the concept is kind of cool. A lot of religious imagery is like kind of creepy. So, but ghosts are just like, I died and now I'm here. <laughs> I, oh, I think those are great points. <laughs> I like the one that there's exorcism. Was it the right? The one with Anthony Hopkins that came out a while ago. That was a pretty good one. Maybe just oh was, really? I don't know. Maybe the lighting was good. It was all pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I don't recall ever hearing about that one. Well, I recommend it just for the sake of. I think Anthony Hopkins did a good job in it. Which is better, the orphanage or Funny Games? I don't know if I saw Funny Games, but I saw the orphanage. And I remember okay. thoroughly enjoying that. It's really good. Yeah. It is scary, and it's also just very sad. Was it in Spanish? Am I thinking of the right movie? Yes. 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 Yeah. The the hide-and-go-seek game or whatever, the one they did with the Uno Dos. Or I forgot what they did, but that, that game they played was super spooky. The whole thing was really sad, yeah. though. You're right. I just remember the end of it, but it's beautiful in yeah. a sense. Yeah. I remember like the reveal, I was like, like it hurt me. Like, you know, when you get the like physical feeling in like your heart of like, ah, like that's what totally. happened. I think that's what makes like a really good movie or even like Shaun of the Dead has that vibe too. Oh yeah, true. Where, like that's what really made it like an extra instead of like a horror film. It was like, oh wow, this is a little different because no one really saw this coming. It's good shit. Yeah. But then still like a little bit of a happy ending too. I kind of like when they yeah. can pull that off. Like like when a horror movie has like you think the cat died and then at the end the cat's like and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a pretty favorite. compelling story in itself. Just the cat's adventure. Yeah. Oh my God. That would be great. I'd love to see that. Like a sort of homeward bound like for the horror movie cat. Wow. That's a good idea. I love it. I'd watch it as a cat enthusiast these days. I'd watch it. Yeah. I um I have this ridiculous idea for a horror movie and one of the things that I always disliked in horror movies was that if there's a dog it's going to die. Like anytime oh, yeah. you see an animal in a horror movie you're like, <laughs> "Well, going to see them dead soon." Absolutely. <laughs> and uh so my idea was to have like a family that breeds these really cute, like fluffy, like Pomeranian husky mixes. That's probably not even a real crossbreed. It definitely doesn't seem. I imagine something. Ethical. It painted a picture, so. Right. It does now. <laughs> they breed them. They have tons of them. So then throughout the scenes with this family you're seeing tons of dog deaths it's just Jesus. like constant <laughs> dog deaths. 
Uh, I think it'd be so funny. <laughs> I completely agree. Uh, I would watch it. Please, Netflix. Good. I know you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm boycotting Netflix right now because of cuties. So, But I guess they made it in France. And it's probably one of those things where, like, here we're not allowed to like kill animals when we make a movie, but other places, like if you see a horse get its head cut off, that horse got its head cut off. So it's probably the same sort of thing. Like we can't exploit children, but in right. France. <laughs> Did you ever watch Mr. Show? Yes. There's one episode or one sketch where there's like, they, they made the worst movie in the world. It was like coupon the movie. And they're all trying to figure out who wrote the movie and they're all pushing off blame to the next person. And that sketch has just been playing in my head about like this cuties fiasco. Just like everyone be like, I didn't write it. I handed it off to this person. <laughs> I don't know. They okay. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting is like, um, so cuties is like blatant pedophilia type behavior, but we have that sort of stuff in like almost everything that's just like more acceptable. Like how come when there is a movie with teens, they're always getting naked? For sure. Like there's a reason for that. It's adults making the movies. It's not teens. Yeah. You can go, oh, well, that's what teens are like. Well, is that <laughs> the reason that they're all getting naked though? And even like little kids in a, if there is a 10 year old in a show, they're probably going to end up kissing someone. Um, you know, it'll be innocent or whatever, but still someone wrote this scene, like to have kids kissing, like there's just light creepiness in just about everything. And like, do you remember the movie blank check? I remember when that, yes, I don't remember it well, but I do remember it. The kid like kisses this 30 something year old lady at the end. <laughs> it's, it's one of those, like we've created such a bond. So I'm going to do like the nice older crush thing and give you a kiss. Cause I know that's what you want. And you're basically like, Whoa, I'm almost <laughs> a man now or something. I don't know. It, I feel like that sort of thing was a lot more normal um, in movies in the nineties or something. Wasn't that the whole, like, uh, what was that? Mrs. Robinson movie thing? Like, Oh, doesn't that go back to like the Dustin Hoffman uh, was like a young college kid. And there was this older woman or something like that. Yeah. But like, I guess I mean, more young these days. Yeah, at least he was not 10 or whatever, like the kid in blank check, right. but it still is very creepy. And they always like show those sorts of storylines, like it's exciting for the boy, like. Right, yeah. And it's really not, like, I mean, it can be, but it's still, that doesn't mean it's not child molestation, even oh, if totally. maybe the boy likes it. <laughs> oh, you might've talked about this before, I think. Cause I, weren't you also talking about Big? as well the Tom um, Hanks movie where it's you know, like it's a, I don't know oh well it, it just that's the same idea where it's like I know it's been talked about just in general like the whole press uh, premise of Tom Hanks as a little boy becomes a man has sex with an adult woman and then at the end of the movie is a kid again and the adult woman is just like I guess okay with it but it's a very strange yeah. premise 
I've see I don't think I've ever seen big like I've definitely seen the part where he's like dancing on the piano thing right. but that is it <laughs> a very strange arc where that woman has to now live with like oh I must have had sex with this child who made a wish or something yeah you know what movie I did like though that now I'm like that is very creepy is birth with Nicole Kidman have you ever heard of that mm -mm. I mean, it is very interesting and it's like super like, I don't want to say indie, but it's artsy, I guess would be the correct term. Um, she, Nicole Kidman's husband dies and she's dating this guy who she's just not really passionate about. And it's just like, he's nice to me, whatever. Um, I think she's married to him actually. And then she meets this little boy who says that he is her husband and so the whole movie is her kind of dealing with this at first she's really mad at him and then over time he like knows so much about her and like intimate details of their relationship that she starts believing him Whoa. and is like i'm gonna leave my husband for this oh little boy <laughs> uh and then at the end he's like reveal that the little boy just like found their love letters or whatever and that's how he knew all of these things and so then she's just shattered because of what she's done wow that's so great. <laughs> but that's kind of a cool version of that sort of story <laughs> <laughs> very cool i would say yeah very very cool <laughs> I, I know you're we talking about Netflix and I don't remember why or how we got there, but I'm just going to go back to funny games. So you should watch funny games. I don't know how dark you like your horror movies to be. Oh, I'm into it. Like okay. anything and everything. Like I, uh, I've spent many times, you probably can relate of like looking for every single horror movie and watching it and like being very disappointed. I very much have gone through phases back when it was the best when there was uh, the movie theater, or I mean, uh, the video stores where you could rent them. Because I, I would go get one, return it, like get another one, return it. It was so good. But now I just binge them on Netflix or, or whatever, not Netflix right now. But, you know. Yeah, wherever has options. Um, I'm trying to remember if there have been any good ones recently. Like, did you like um, Hereditary and Midsummer? There are, Midsommar. Uh, I definitely enjoyed parts of them. I think Hereditary, I don't know, it was very unsettling. And I think that's that was what was the spookiest part about it. That's my uh, critical movie review, by the way. <laughs> that's what you'll find on their uh, review page. Yeah. The breakdown. I do like that sort of thing, even though I wouldn't say it's scary. Right. It is very interesting to have a scene in a movie where, like, a mother is screaming with grief over her child dying like yes huh, it's interesting yeah and she sold it well i forget who that is yeah she was really good yeah tony collette yes she's she's yeah, great she's very good midsummer i liked more because i thought it was more like a horror movie mm. than just kind of weird creepiness and grief. Although there definitely was the grief element there too. That was also highly disturbing. 
but I, I'm um, into the dark stuff. So okay. Or so anything, or the light stuff. I don't care. Yeah, I think I was like really, really young, like 10 or something when I was at that phase of just getting every horror movie from the video store. I think it actually started earlier than that because um, there was this really cool video store in my town that was only open when I was really young and then it closed, but it was fucking cool as shit. So I remember looking at like tremors there and oh, being like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> I love Travis. But it seemed like it's like kind of cool, but like I don't know. I was always disappointed by every movie. I think Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre was just about the only one that was scary enough for me. Everything else, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like people would be like, Oh, Henry, portrait of a serial killer is so good. And I watched it. I was like, no, not disturbing enough. Like <laughs> <No>. just, <nothing. laughs> just walk back into the video store. No. Whereas, like, I'm imagining, like, if my parents saw it, they would be, like, so, so incredibly upset by it. I think I also was watching them not just for the trying to be scared, which was always a plus, but, like, just for the whatever aspect of it, getting it. Because they were so strange, like, all the Puppet Master movies. Did you ever watch those? Mm, yeah. It, it was just so weird. Like, all of them were just strange. And I think that's why I just love the... <laughs> bizarreness of them because you didn't get this kind of like bizarre b movie vibe with like other genres it didn't really exist in the same sort of bizarre freedom it was weird it's a yeah. horror film in a way i did have a couple like that that were like odd that i still thought were good like i believe dead silence was the name of one that was about like um that sort of puppet I can't remember what they're called, ventriloquist dummy. Oh, yes. And I remember that. Yeah. 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 I feel like I thought that was good at the time. So it's not like they're never good when they're cheesy. I also liked See No Evil with. Oh, yeah. That was a good one, too. Pain. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Seemed I will like say that as, was very scary. As far as ventriloquist dummy stuff goes, the scariest one for me was I was a, I read Goosebumps books when I was a kid mm -hmm. and so when they did Goosebumps like TV series uh which one of them starred Ryan Gosling as like a some nine-year-old in Canada oh wow cool. uh but one yeah. of them was the Night of the Living Dead series or not I'm sure they didn't call them that <laughs> they were <gotten> <laughs> it was like some puppet I can't remember Night of the Living Dummy I want yes, to say yes it must be it that has to be the yeah. clever way that they were <laughs> But I actually had like one of the scariest nightmares. One of the only ones I can remember from childhood came from that. And it was just, I think that's why it made it so scary for me. Just because like it not only did the book and then the show, but then like the nightmare that stuck with me even till today, like really resonates. But then like other puppet movies are nothing now because of how scared I was at that first one where I'm like, those, really? yeah, those other ones can't touch me in the same way. Wow. Wow. Did you see the scary stories to tell in the dark movie. Oh no, but I am definitely familiar with the books. It's good. Even though it's like four kids, I thought it was pretty creepy. And I had a similar thing, like kind of haunted by some of the images after, oh, even cool. though, yeah, you think they're, it was like one of the stories that I didn't even think was that scary, but in the movie, it really creeped me out. I can take that. I just have to check that out then. Yeah, it's good. Um, 
Okay, this is the last one for horror movies. Which is better? I know what you did last summer or Scream. Okay. Uh, I have to say Scream. Partly because I hated the title. I remember looking at the title in a video shop and just being, I know what you did last summer was so clunky. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah. I still gave it a chance later and it was fine. And Kelly Rowland, I think, is in it. And I appreciated that because I was a fan of, a quote unquote, fan of Destiny's Child when I was younger. So. Oh, she might have been in the sequel. Oh, the sequel, you're I right. Think. I still I know what she did last summer. One. I think that one also features Jack Black with dreads. <laughs> Oh my god! Now I have to watch. Like it. he's like a Rasta guy or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I was absolutely obsessed with Scream, but I also really loved. I know what you did last summer. It came came out around a similar time. The sequel definitely is not very good. I think all of the Scream movies are good. All four are. I think there's four. Yeah, I think they're all really good. But um. I know what you did last summer, I think maybe partially suffered because the acting, like Jennifer Love Hewitt's not great. Sarah Michelle Gellar's not great. Freddie <laughs> Prince Jr. is not great. Like, it was an all-star lineup for the 90s. Like Yes, they were all-stars for sure, but just like not great actors. No, for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but still, great, great movie, yeah, really. Yeah, and... I actually saw the movie, I did appreciate it more, for sure. What? Oh, sorry. Once I saw I Know What You Did Last Summer, because eventually it was first just Scream and I didn't even give I Know What You Did Last Summer a chance until like, I think I was in my late 20s. But then once I finally did it and I was like, oh yeah, I can, I definitely appreciate it. But I'm sorry, I yeah. cut you off what were you saying. No, I, I don't know. But <laughs> I, oh, I was going to say that Johnny Galecki is in it too oh. <laughs> from Big Bang Theory. So he probably thought that was the last thing he was ever going to make. And then now he probably has millions of dollars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if they toyed with the idea of calling it like, I know what you did. Because I could see like getting a note saying, I know what you did is like really creepy. But then that couldn't be a title either. That also sucks. So it's like. <laughs> but they definitely landed on the one they did. So who knows what the other ones must have been. You know? Yeah. Have you heard that song that's I know what you did last summer that came out recently ish? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Are you prepared to sing it in its full? I know what you did last summer. Is that it? That's <laughs> Is that it. the tune? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that was good, but I haven't heard it. It's really not good. I don't know why they did that. Because <laughs> it is clunky. So what are you doing? <laughs> the first time I saw Scream, it was with the sound off. It was a very strange. I wasn't allowed to watch what? it with the sound on. I was at, well, it's weird. It, the setup of why I was watching it, like, that's kind of weird. But I was told I could watch any movie, so I picked Scream. They're like, all right, since it's scary, and I was with my parents, even though I was probably old enough to watch it, they're like, you can't have the sound on. And so I was like, okay. So I just watched the entire movie essentially on mute. <laughs> so I got to build my own story of what was happening <laughs> as it went along. But uh, I still, even with the sound on later, I appreciated it still. I liked it. What did you think? I mean, was it wildly different with the sound where you were like, whoa, that is not what I thought her personality was like? I, could, I, I feel like it fit the profile of any film by Dimension or whatever that production company mm -hmm. was. Like all the beats mm -hmm. and light flares and everything were just as good as the other ones they made. So it's like, even without the sound, maybe it's a testament to the production. It's like, I could still follow along. I still, I think, understood the premise of Ghostface coming along and messing up business. 
Yeah. It's a good fucking movie. <laughs> so you said you don't believe in ghosts, but you do believe in haunted bathrooms. Right. I mean, it's sort of tongue in cheek, I guess, but I, uh, okay. well, I was raised in a house that believed in ghosts. And so like, okay. when you get that at such an early age and it was so spooky and my mom was into it and I hated it so much. It was very, very scary, but she was super spiritual about it. But like, so I originally did believe. And so I still have these like awful feelings about it. Like I'll get creeped out in a room, but it's like, I can not freak out. Like I once would have, uh, okay. but because of those, uh, I, I guess my sixth sense of, uh, feeling creepy vibes. I, I use that to my advantage for like, if there's creepy bathrooms, like on my campus, the campus that I was just at UCSB, they had super weird bathrooms and I'd rank them from haunted to not haunted just because it was silly to me. The only education mm -hmm. I was getting there was about bathrooms. And if they were haunted or good, that's the scale. Yeah. Good bathroom or haunted. <laughs> so no, I don't, I don't believe in ghosts anymore, but I definitely still get creeped out as if I did. So yeah, you know what? I might as well just say yeah. I still do, but I don't. That answer your question yeah no yeah and i'm the same way like i can't be in the dark and if there's a mirror it's like i extra can't be in the dark but oh, i don't sure. like i don't actually believe in anything but also i expect to look up and see a demon in, like <laughs> or a ghost Correct. or something 100 exactly my brain my prop my thought process as well yeah it's so dumb people are stupid i know <laughs> So when a kid tells me they're like afraid of ghosts, I'm like, yeah, that's not going to go away. <laughs> Just get used to it. Oh gosh. Stupid ghosts. Okay. So I am going to ask you like about your life growing up, but first I'm going to try to guess your sign. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask you some questions. Yes. And we're going to see what comes up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an extrovert or an, or an introvert? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, uh, I would say I'm an introvert. Okay. Should sex be passionate or fun? It's uh, a great question. Uh, I think it should be passionate. Now that's going to give away my sign immediately, I think. Can you already yeah. tell? I think so. I, I've got to guess. <laughs> <laughs> Are you more likely to be early or late? Early. Is your home tidy or messy? Oof. Messy. I would be lying if I said it's clean, though I try. Okay. Can you write all that down, please? I, I'm sure you're putting all of this. <laughs> I'm writing all the yeah. details, yeah. <laughs> Do you still think of your exes fondly? Hmm. Yes. All in Texas, and I wish them the best. Okay. What actor do you prefer? Paul Rudd or Jason Bateman? I guess Paul Rudd. Would you ever have a joint birthday party? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Has anyone ever said something so hurtful to you that it made you cry? I think so. I'll say yeah. 
If you were invited to the White House to meet Donald Trump, would you go? Sure. I think that'd be really funny. <laughs> that'd be so strange of why I'm there. Are you more likely to do something novel or something familiar? Ah, uh, familiar. I'm so boring. Do you feel connected to the universe? Um, does Mother Gaia count? Yeah. Yes, then yes. Are you a planner when you vacation or would you rather just see how it goes when you get there? Oh, planner when vacationing and then not planning my normal life. Okay. When you feel embarrassed, do you laugh or do you feel irritated? Oh, both. <laughs> I guess laugh. Okay. Okay. So... I'm going to try to narrow it down to <laughs> earth, air, fire, or water. Okay. So let's see. Let's see. I am thinking either earth or water. Yes, correct. Okay. I am thinking fuck, fuck. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm thinking water. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so I've narrowed it down to three then, well, right? Well, there's only three water signs, so yeah. Scorpio, Pisces, or Cancer. Yes. So I am thinking... <laughs> I'm reading through your answers and trying to get an idea. Hold on. I don't want to fuck it up at the last minute. Yeah, please don't fuck it up. <laughs> Cancer. That's incorrect. Fuck! I'm so sorry, Scorpio. but thank you for playing. No, I'm <laughs> so sorry. No, it was Pisces after all. Pisces? Yeah, Pisces. Okay. That was the last one. We also would have accepted Leo because that's the, my moon. My moon's in Leo. And, oh, wow. And, uh, the moon is your mask, and the mask is what you show to the world. So, okay. Hmm. Can you write that down too, please? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all true. No, I went to school for astrology for a little while. My mom sent me to, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, she, <laughs> I didn't go to college. No, I went to a uh, astrology school person for a while. How, how what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? They teach you how to read uh, charts, star charts. Oh, okay. And uh, it was that, and then Reiki sessions, and then there was another, I forgot what, there was another weird spiritual one where you read auras. I don't remember what that's called, but it was all of those things, and they're all in the Sacramento area, if you're interested, <laughs> anyone listening. <laughs> so wait, where do you live now? Do you live in Sacramento? No, I'm in Davis. Oh, okay. Oh, so far yeah. from Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, that's um, interesting. What did you think about that? I don't know. It was uh, not great. Uh, but I learned a lot of fun stuff that when I finally went to uh, an, like a real college instead of an astrology school, the people there I found were very interested in astrology. And since I was a little older going back to school, that was my way in with these kids who are very scared. I don't, I don't mean to say kids in a mean way. They're just younger. But they're all into that. And I was like, hey, here's some hogwash information. <laughs> now let me be amongst you. And they did. They embraced me as one of their own. Very cool. Yeah. So, so what was it like growing up in your house? Like, did you feel lucky to have parents that were different or? I will say in retrospect, tremendously lucky. Like we had a house. I had people who cared. Like it could have been so much worse just because I had you know, silly spiritualism. I mean, it's not, it wasn't hurtful in a sense. Like I definitely had a period of anger at my house and my family, but then I've like just over the years forgiven it all. They did so much for me, even just, they're still, I mean, they still do, so. But it cannot be in retrospect. I want okay. at the time, how did you feel about it? Confused and scared, I think, most of the time. Uh, I didn't get the irony in a lot of those things or just like, I didn't understand so much of it. You just go, I was going along with it. Like just my parents just said, or my mom just said, do these things and everyone else is kind of oblivious, but yeah, I don't, I definitely don't throw my mom under the bus. Like she was definitely just trying to do something. She was a young parent and she did the best she could, but yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm getting, <laughs> I mean, I don't forgive her or whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever I'll sell this thing. Yeah. I just uh, always feel like when people get older, they make a lot of excuses for their parents' behavior and they start looking up to them more and saying, wow, those things they did that I hated at the time were actually really good. And I don't think that's true most of the time. <laughs> I think you're just distanced enough and now you feel bad you have a better relationship with your parent because they don't control you so you don't want to think about those things in a negative way oh that's so true especially that distance thing and then the, like cognitive dissonance once you get that distance between you and them of like yeah it's not so bad because you definitely only filter those bad memories out i guess yeah so yeah, yeah. confused and scared yeah i just i always think like i have to respect my past self and trust my past self because there are times when I'll think oh I probably wasn't really depressed in my teens I was just being a baby or whatever and I have to go like that's really not cool just because you're not living it now to like brush it off like really isn't okay you have to trust that if in your memory like this person was mean to you this person was unfair like you were depressed, whatever it is, like you have to believe that. Cause it's so it's... true. Totally. Totally. Succinctly put. I like that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to see. Oh, one thing I wanted to bring up, I meant to say this at the beginning, but like one of the first times we really talked on Instagram was because you were posting about how you had really annoying neighbors. <laughs> and I said they were my parents and you thought I'm that that so was sincere. It's so true. That's that reminiscence from my childhood, all that gullibility. That was so funny though. Like I laughed so hard afterwards. 
because of how like how absurd that would have been to have been the case. Oh man, because they were and just the started, worst too. Yeah, you started like backpedaling though. You were like, they're actually like okay, they <laughs> are good people. <laughs> oh god, oh so silly. Because what were they doing? They were like camping they were the out. Worst. They were just the worst. Well, it was more than just camping out. Like we were in this. There were new developments in Santa Barbara that were like this guy who built them usually he told me usually builds mansions in like Montecito or whatever that bigger richer community next to Santa Barbara is and so he was like I'm just taking a crack at doing something more affordable (laughs) they were so expensive and the layouts made no sense and like my door was probably it felt sure legally allowed but it felt like maybe seven feet away from my door it was so close oh god and they would the sun would shine right there in between our doors and they would put up lawn chairs, but they were also drinking and smoking. I mean, and we could never windows open and there's no, I mean, in Santa Barbara, you always have your windows open. And so I couldn't do it on that side of the house and they would talk and blare music out. They would open their door and leave it open and just blast music all the time. <laughs> it was so crazy. And the woman was a nurse at the hospital next to near where we were living, but she would just get her and her boyfriend who never wore a shirt uh who was just a class act this dude was just smoke leave his he would put his cigarette butts like in our yard it was nuts but like they would get screaming matches with each other all hours of the day and then one of them would peel out of the parking lot drunk drive off it was all the time it was just chaos and so that day i posted that picture it was just like so over the top of them just being them (laughs) just being the worst to live next door to yeah, that sounds horrible, especially like drinking, smoking, loud music, all of those things. Just one would be annoying, but the smoking and the music in particular, they get into your fucking house oh, and yeah. now it's part of your day. Yeah, it was wild, <laughs> to say the least. But I mean, we tried to talk to them, but you know, I was just so glad because we got out of the lease a little bit early and uh, there's someone else's problem now. Because I remember while like I was taking my last box and leaving, then one of the new neighbors was going to their door and pounding on it and being like, can you turn your music down? I was like, ah, I never have to deal with this again. <laughs> That's like the perfect like sitcom ending mm-hmm. where over the whole series, you're living next to this terrible couple. It's That's like the main thing is just you fighting with the neighbors and then the very last episode the series finale you're moving out and you get to see another couple fighting with them and it's like a relief it's so true i actually accidentally had a book sent there because you know forgot to change the address and so i had to go back it was like maybe a few months later and i just really quickly went there and like grabbed the book and ran i could hear them fighting as i was leaving i was just like wow Oh my god. I mean, I wish them well. I don't mean any ill will towards them because obviously they're just so sad. I mean, I hope they die. Me too, secretly, but. (laughs) But yeah, your parents parents are doing fine. Okay, (laughs) good. I was even telling my wife, she was sitting next to me, and I'm like, you're not going to believe this. This person I talk to online sometimes, like, her parents are next door. I fully believed it. That is so funny. I do remember you being like, wow, it is a small world. I'm like, <laughs> well, because I was ra- I was trying to rationalize like, I think you live probably in LA. Santa Barbara's not the craziest distance. Parents could live here. I don't know. I live in Lodi. So I'm like, actually, oh, very really? far. yeah. Oh, cool. I've been through Lodi. 
So I basically, yeah. basically cool too. It is, yeah, it's cool. We're <laughs> both cool. <laughs> um, I think that might be all I wanted to ask you about. The only other thing I was going to say is that it's like, I've had this string of history nerds on my podcast and I'm done. I'm just going to put oh, the enough. word out. Yeah. No more for Alex, Casey, Rachel, and now Zach. No, we're done with history nerds. If you care about history, you're not coming on the show. Send me an email. Let me know so that I know to blacklist you. I think that's fair. I'm done. I think that's fair. And I like being the cutoff point. Uh, well, you know. And a little red flaggy for you is that you're like, I majored in history and like minored in German. Um, hello, I don't know that much about history, but I know <laughs> enough not to minor in German, dude. Can like I, that. Can I tell you why? Because it was so random. Like, <laughs> like your face is so judgy. Like, yeah, I'm ready to hear this. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. It was so random. I was at school. I'm just so random. Oh, my God. Uh, where <laughs> there, uh, I was just, I didn't even, I wasn't even starting off as a history major when I got there. It was just lots of things fell through and then like just to pick up pieces and like carry on. Cause I transferred from a community college originally. And so there was a lot of issues with the, just the units transferring over. So I ended up in history and then I had more room in my schedule and luck and I needed lower division classes and the ones that fit in my timeline, there was happened to be a German class available. And I was like, that'd be funny if I took German just to like, I don't know, <laughs> not because I think it's. I don't like make fun of the language just like not I don't know anybody who speaks this it would be funny if like I learned this just so I could know this thing that none of my friends know and totally the teachers were just super cool right off the bat they were just like really laid back the whole curriculum of the language was very much like Germany is not what you think and most of it most of it was how to hit on people and flirt in Germany and like it was kind oh of weird. God. I even brought it up at one point because I was like, is this for real? Like the point of this? Do the other language classes have this? And they're like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> all the other departments are not like the German department, but they were just so fun. And I still keep in contact with some of the professors just because they were cool. The fairy tale German class I took was one of the most fascinating classes I've ever had because we just dove into all the Brothers Grimm and like who they were as people. Super fascinating. Anyway, I don't Yeah. So that's just, it was yeah. just random, but it was cool and that it happened, but I didn't, wasn't even studying German history. I was studying like Ottoman empire stuff. So okay. the professors were confused. The counselors were confused. Like, why aren't you doing <laughs> something like related? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. What I'm doing. Just doing whatever. Yeah. So do you know a bit of German now? Oh yeah. I, I mean, probably not fluent. Like, as I'm not practicing it, I was doing it just for that class. So now that I'm not mm. in it, it's like, well, I'm still on Duolingo. But I just do it oh, like okay. it's a, just a fun thing. But I wouldn't say I'm fluent by any means. But I certainly. Are you ever going to go there? I've been there once. I went to Berlin. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but I would love to go back and just. I don't even know how I got by the first time not knowing any German, and like because now that I know how to speak a little bit of it, I'm just like, wow, I must have just been miserable to be around. <laughs> I'd give it a shot again. It's fun. Germany yeah. is a lot. Of fun. But you wouldn't be able to use any of the skills you learned because you're married. So no, it's <laughs> I so don't know true. what you That was do. a running joke in the class too, <laughs> just because it was so on the nose all the time. It's so funny. That does sound cool though. Were most of the German teachers, like, were they from Germany or were they just like no, people? No, one of them was Austrian and she was my favorite. She's the head of the department and she was just so funny. And they were all just funny and crazy people. And, 
just fun to be around. But yeah, so she would make fun of the German language a lot because in Austria they speak like an Austrian German. And in Germany, mm. they speak high German, what they called it, Hochdeutsch. But uh, Austrian German doesn't take its grammar as seriously. And so she's like, don't worry about these cases. Like, don't worry about all these things when you're in my class. You can just be lazy <laughs> when you're doing the grammar. Uh -huh. So it's just kind of fun. Yeah, that's interesting. I actually, if you're out of questions, I had a couple that I wanted to okay. throw your way. Can we talk about O-Town? <laughs> Yeah, we can talk about O-Town. I'm actually not like a huge fan, Neither am so I. I'm like a little worried. You're, okay. you're the only person, I swear, in my like bubble who's ever even recognized them as existing. And I feel like, I know it's, I know I don't keep the best friends, obviously, but if they don't know, right. I watched the whole making a band thing. Like I remember seeing them happen and I, I think I was the only one in my vicinity, in my town, who knew anything about this band. So it's just so wild when you mentioned it once before, I was just like, what is happening? Yeah. So were you an early adopter of reality shows in general? I didn't know they were reality shows. It was one of those things, again, it didn't click with me until many years later, like Survivor, any of those. I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. I really oh, wanted to know them. But then I watched that, uh, the guys who, I forgot who put it on. I think it was Lance Bass who made that documentary about their corrupt manager, who was also the manager mm -hmm. for Backstreet Boys, and then was also right, the yes. behind O-Town too. And I was like, man, that made me feel bad for everybody involved, especially like Aaron Carter. I don't think that kid ever recovered. Oh, really? Yeah, it's sad. But yeah, so I just want to address that, like, I was shocked that you knew O-Town too. Yeah, so did you watch other shows like that that were like the making the band type? I think they had the... I don't think it was for the Pussycat Dolls. It was maybe for like another group like that. It was called like Eden, something like that. I don't think I've heard of that one. Eden's Crush. Oh man. You didn't see that? No. Did you see, um, did you see the Rockstar series where there was Rockstar Supernova and Rockstar in Excess? Oh yes. I remember watching those a long time ago, I think. When did those come out? Those were great. Was those the late I 2000s? I, I don't know when anything happened. I really don't. God, Everything either. is the 90s to me, <laughs> even true. though it's not. Like, <laughs> it's so true. No, but I think 2000s is correct, but it feels like 35 years ago, something like that. So, Damn. Yeah, it's just like off. I can't get it straight. But I thought those shows were really awesome. They were wild, like to watch just to, because I'm sure there was a, like a, I mean, I didn't know, obviously, at the time, any of the stuff like went into making those shows, but I'm sure a lot still went into making those shows. Like they were pretty, like for the cameras, for everybody involved, like it must have been really hard to do, but really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. Do you not like well, fruit just... flavored candy? No. Okay. Yeah, I heard that on a previous episode, too. I need to do address that. I Okay, so I'm guessing you're one of those weirdos who's like, chocolate's okay, but ugh, Skittles, yum, yum, yum. Can it be both? It can be both, but usually people who love, like, fruity candy prefer it to chocolate, and they prefer, like, sorbet to ice cream. Like, that's... Sorbet to ice is cream is an unfair comparison, I think to like well when, is it though probably not i don't think so anymore 
but I mean, like, if you had to list a fruit candy that you enjoyed, could you do it? I mean, yeah, I think most of them are like pretty good. It's just that I would never pick it. And if it's like in the cupboard, it can be there for months. <laughs> I'm not. That's true. I think I don't technically. I'd probably eat more chocolate if it was like, if I had bunches on hand of both, I would probably go to chocolate. But I think I'm finding myself maybe just around more fruit candy. I'll have to expand my okay. horizons. I'll get back to you. You have, okay. Uh, <laughs> the only other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, my love of 1408 as well. Oh, wow. I was a big fan of that one. Uh, I like John Cusack. I think the spookiest scene in it, I think I could just jump into it because I'm pretty sure you're familiar with it too, was when John Cusack notices the person in the window across the apartments. And then like he gets up, the guy in the window, and then he finds that, that it's his reflection. That was so spooky to me when it's like, he thought it was somebody who was just him. It was like, oh, that's, the whole movie was just like such a mind fuck that way. Yes, he thought it was someone who could save yes. him. Yes, oh, and it was him, ah, but it was him the whole time. Yes. Everything, let me tell you the part to me, this is another reason I probably love 1408 is because it also has one of those scenes that makes you cry. Um, remember his daughter? Yeah. His daughter died from cancer or something. And there's a part where his daughter is in the room and he gets to like hug her. Yes. And then she turns to dust in his arms and he's sobbing. Oh, God. I, it's so good. <laughs> I think what also sold it for me too was the ending where like he takes the recorder out and plays it back. And I think he hears her voice talking back on the recorder and like then the mom hears it too. And I was just like, yeah, that was emotional. I'm like, oh man, it's great. Yes. It's so cool the way it's like real. Like they're trying to send this message that no, the things that are happening in there are real. Right. It, there's just also an element of it that you might have some control over or something, but it's such a fucking good movie. I love it. I remember reading some movie trivia that the axe that they used was the same axe from The Shining. Oh, like interesting. The, the firefighters, when they're breaking down the door, I think at the end it's the same axe. So I was like, ooh, what a fun Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys really didn't like need to do that level of... <laughs> For all, they, <laughs> like, they probably I... just said it was. I believe them. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch Castle Rock? I started watching the first season and I think I got distracted with school, but it's something I have to look oh. for now. I remember liking it, at least the first three or four episodes that I watched. Yeah, I, most people I know prefer season two, but I watched most of season two and haven't gone back to it because it's just like weird in a way that doesn't necessarily pull me in. But the first season I loved so much. I thought it was so creepy and interesting but I also was like viewing it the wrong way like I kind of thought it was this origin story for multiple characters from the Stephen King universe so when the kid is in jail who it's the actor who's Pennywise from the It movies mm. I thought oh this is like the origin story of Pennywise or something and it's not, but <laughs> it feels like it could be. And I thought that was like the coolest shit ever. So I wish that it were the show that I thought it was. <laughs> I still really like it. But that, I think, got me hooked. My stupidity. <laughs> and then the last thing I think I have that I think is worth mentioning. I had a couple other notes, but, you know, 
uh, Sinister, I also thoroughly enjoyed. And the spookiest part for me was, is it okay to talk about this? Well, it's spooky if mm-hmm. we talk about it. It won't spooky. Okay. Because <laughs> I have to be alone later in the dark and I'm going to get spooked. That's why I can't, like, I want to write horror stuff, but I can't do it because I spook myself too easy. But with the part where they're like in the car or something, it's like this weird backwards sort of music. And there's like a sort of a sepia tone filter when they're watching one of the eight millimeters. And it's like, I think a family in a garage or something, but it's like the sound of that music and just the, all of it was so spooky. I don't remember the music, but I definitely remember the scene. Yeah. I will tell you a couple scenes that really stick with me. The one where someone is like tied to the pool chair. Oh yeah. Oh yes. That's horrible. The one. Yeah. Is it? They pull a whole bunch of people in. And then um, the one where you just see so, like a lawnmower moving. Oh yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And then you're suddenly like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. It feel... sucks that the end is so stupid, but Yeah, that's yeah. What can you do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the last thing I'm gonna have you do is recommend something. Okay, well, I guess I would recommend uh, checking out all of the bathrooms on UCSB's campus, and then you can get back to me. And I, I don't think there's many people using them now, so they should be safe if they're open. Uh, third floor Phelps uh, men's bathroom is the most haunted, so now you don't have to buy my book. And then, oh, I should have promoted my book. Well, you know, I was going to write a book about hot dogs once, but then I got sick and I can't eat meat anymore. I can't get into that right now, but that's went out the window, so I had to go to bathrooms on campus instead. I have to rank things and I have to put them in a book, and it's going to be something. So you are a little bit like the John Cusack character from 1408. I have a tattoo of that on me. Yeah, I would, of just John Cusack, sort of like Steve-O, how he has that back tattoo, but it's John Cusack from 1408. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, he doesn't return my emails anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. You can't show someone something like that, at least until like a couple years into the relationship. Right. I was just trying John Cusack at Gmail, but maybe that's the issue. <laughs> that could be it too. <laughs> okay, well, you guys heard him buy his hot dog book. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Zach. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was really fun. So go have fun. Don't spook yourself. Too late. <laughs> and, and write me with any comments you have. Okay. Let me guess, you love the Orville, but it's confusing. What is happening on this TV show? Where can I get more information on the characters and the actors? I need guidance. If this is you, then I'd like to direct you to the official The Orville podcast. On every episode, Marana, Kelvin, Trim, and Greppy will talk about the Orville. Well, and on some episodes, they'll talk about the prodigal son. But on those episodes, usually the podcast is called the product, the official prodigal son podcast, but it still is the official Orville podcast. It's just like off season. 
but but generally the official the orville podcast will go deep they dive deep into every episode of the orville so if you're a sci-fi nerd and you want some behind the scenes info from experts please head over to wherever you get your podcasts and download every episode of the official the orville podcast today Trust me, you need this.